Well, with the Lebanese economy tanking and its political and banking system on life support, the young people of Lebanon leading protests say they're optimistic that their nation can change for the better. The young, highly educated protesters say they have one key demand, the right to find work in their own country. Middle East correspondent Adam Harvey ventured into the heart of the protests in downtown Beirut. Among the Arabic, French and English voices demanding change in Lebanon, an Australian accent. Olivia Yacoub grew up between Melbourne and Lebanon, but came home 18 months ago to be with her family. My family's based here and Australia's quite far away. And is there work here for you? There is work, so I'm lucky enough to be able to work with my family, but for what I've studied, there isn't much uh, opportunities. So to be honest, I'm actually looking overseas for some better opportunities. So you come back to be with your family from Australia, family. but now you look exactly. like you might have to leave again. For so work. that's the main reason as to why I'm protesting as well. I want to be able to live here and be able to build a career here without having to depend on family funds or, or family or political connections even. This is yeah. the common story of Lebanon, isn't it? Everyone has to leave to it's find very, work. It's quite common. I've, I've lost a lot of friends and family members that have had to leave the country to work overseas, and it's really sad. I think the main thing that we're demanding is uh, a technocratic government. We, don't, we no longer want this sectarian government because for so many years we've had warlords since the civil war ruling us and using this sectarian di division to kind of separate us as, as, a, as a country, as a nation. And so I think now that we united, we've, we've, we're united, we see how strong we are uh, as, as one. And so by having a technocratic government, at least we'll have qualified people in these positions um, to, be able to, help, to, to be able to help us through, these through the financial crisis that we're dealing with, as well as improve our, our life. Uh, must yeah. be the only revolution in the world that's asking for more bureaucrats. Yes. <laughs> Exactly. So I, I suppose people looking at this back home in Australia would think, why would somebody leave Australia, which is very stable and, and organised, and you can find work, to come back to, to, to Lebanon, which is chaotic and there, there's no work and there are big problems with corruption. So it is chaotic, but as I say, it's such a beautiful, chaotic country. I mean, there's something so special about this country, you won't understand unless you've been here. Um, so that's what... That's, that's what's driven me to leave Australia, where I could have easily have found work, come back to Lebanon in hope that I'll be able to work here and live with my family. Um, and honestly, I'm protesting not just for me, I'm protesting for everyone else that's had to leave the country. The protesters say they've been failed by a generation of politicians. In the 30 years since the civil war here ended, the economy has been mismanaged to the point of collapse. This tiny country, one-sixth the size of Tasmania, is the third most indebted nation on earth. Almost every young protester you meet is trilingual, often with a graduate degree in a specialist field. But to find work, these highly educated young people have to leave the country, most often to the Gulf states. The protesters gather each afternoon on the domed roof of a derelict theatre nicknamed The Egg. I climb a wobbly metal ladder to the top of the egg and speak to Sharif Kais, who's finishing his master's degree in law. The half-destroyed building shudders with the passing traffic. We're, uh, we're sitting on an egg, not inside the egg. So uh, it's a feeling, uh, it's a nice feeling. You can feel it with me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I can feel it move. <laughs> yeah, it moves, it does move. I don't think it will break down. I hope not. The stairs might break though. Yeah, yeah, the stairs. 
we will have a, a mortar in the next in the coming weeks in the <laughs> stairs <laughs> definitely Sharif has one clear objective the most important thing uh, is to uh, keep the ambitious youth in the country Lebanon has the the, the bad uh, reputation that its youth its its brains uh, leave the country because there aren't enough opportunities or, or, or good opportunities for them. So, so they leave the country, they, 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 they live for the rest of their lives outside of it. Uh, our dream as youth is to create opportunities for these youth to build something in their country, in their homeland, which is the dream of everyone, you know? In what a, what a great dream, yeah. Uh, we end up, in Australia, we end up with a lot of Lebanese. I think we have a million people and that's partly because there are no jobs here, you know, people have to leave. There's tens of millions of Lebanese outside Lebanon. While in Lebanon there's barely four or five million. So there's much more citizens outside the country than inside of it. That's the main problem we have, we're facing. Nearby, a young woman, Robin Harfush, stands atop the egg, waiting to descend the rickety ladder. I don't know, maybe I, I want to find a job here because I want to stay here and sadly in my domain architecture um, there is no jobs available in Lebanon. So so you have to travel, you have to leave. I have to leave, sadly. <laughs> and when, when do you need to make that decision? In three years. I hope by those three years uh, it will be like better so I could stay here. <laughs> the Australian Lebanese woman Olivia Yacoub says she wants some basic changes here like an overhaul of Lebanon's sexist nationality rules that mean a child born to a Lebanese woman does not inherit her citizenship unless the father is also Lebanese. I want to be able to give my future children the Lebanese nationality for example. I want them to be able to live in a Lebanon that has 24-7 electricity or clean water and clean air and an environment, so our environment is so beautiful here, nature is beautiful and it's such a, it's so sad to see um, the politicians not taking proper care of this and taking it for granted. You feel optimism and energy from the protesters in downtown Beirut, qualities that seem entirely lacking from the country's politicians, who still can't agree on a replacement for former Prime Minister Saad Hariri, who resigned in October. Nothing can change here until a new leader is picked and he or she forms a cabinet that can start working on reforms. Adam Harvey reporting there from Beirut.